ticket. Welcome to IDP Nation spinoff podcast talking about college IDP and Debbie IDP prospects. We are your hosts, Dan Cook, Daryl Winston, Eric Harrell. We are the Debbie IDP Grind. Can you dig it? And we are back. It's been a while, fellows, for the Dig Podcast. And to celebrate, uh, we have a new home over on Anchor. So if you have been listening on the IDP Nation feed, which this will go out to as well, we're going to kind of double feed out the podcast for the next couple shows to get you used to it. Uh, Check out the IDP Nation Twitter handle and you can go find the new uh, podcast, The Dig Home. It's on Anchor. it gives it's it's free and it gives us uh some advertising ability and uh did i mention it's free and that's good (laughs) for production costs and things Uh, so uh, we wanted to give its own home it has its own home and we'd also like to thank at nate cheat for the logo for the show as well uh nifty looking thing as well and we're also going to be getting, I believe, this show moving uh, to a video aspect as well Ooh. as the IDP Nation Prime. So we're, we're, we're moving into the 21st century. So, Daryl, you're going to have to do your hair. Um, <laughs> really? Really? Coming up here soon and, and, and looking nice, uh, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, uh, this can grow as big as the IDP Nation podcast. And we can have an IDP Nation, or IDP, sorry, I'm way off here. I'm used to the IDP Nation here. Uh, <laughs> you can have a dig listener league because we'll grow that big that we'll have tons of listeners and we'll do a campus to Canton dig league. Ooh, that'd be nice. Next season. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Uh, speaking of listener leagues, I know this is not the IDP Nation podcast, but Daryl is on the clock in that, and all three of us are in that league. So uh, who are you taking? We were just no talking about idea. we're round 44. <laughs> yes, it's still going on. And um, I was oh, just Lord. telling everybody how I have both of my quarterback handcuffs, and I got my uh, McCaffrey handcuff, I think. Ooh. And... Um, I got Boston Scott and Corey Clement, so I'm covered with third down back there. It's rough. I ain't going to lie. This is slim pickings. It is. it is, but, I mean, this is, you know, what we what we do. We do depth. Um, I really need another quarterback. But... You do, but there's none left. There's none left, so I'm just going to. Somebody took Cam Newton a few rounds ago. You know, yeah, I saw that. Um. Uh... So I got one pick that could make a difference here. Even uh, maybe. We'll see. This we'll is see. horrible. Some uh, uh, I told you <laughs> take Joe Flacco, I mean. Oh Lord. I, I just I Jake just Luton has a role with no quarterbacks. Than Joe Flacco. Kinda need a running back too now to look about it. How did this happen? I have five tight ends and three running backs. <laughs> 
because every time you time out, you tell me to take a tight end for you. Oh, crap. I don't even know how that's possible. I'm ashamed. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I really have, I have as many tight ends as I do running backs and quarterbacks combined. Oof. That's just great. <laughs> that's just great. Uh, I'm good everywhere else, but hey. Yeah. I guess I can't complain. I got five tight ends and five running backs. So. <laughs> you guys loading up on, on the tight ends here. Meanwhile, yeah, I, have, I have three. I have Jack Doyle, a Doyle Rules, Mike Gusecki, and Ricky Seals-Jones. Who oh, I just took two rounds ago. I got Blake Jarwin, Dawson Knox, Jeremy Sprinkle, CJ Uzoma, and Max Williams. You know, I could take another tight end right here. You could, <laughs> do I it. guess. I have way too many linebackers. How many though. can you start? Yeah, you can only start three linebackers the way we voted, so I kind of have been uh, easing yeah. off the pedal with the uh, linebackers. So I started out of... with Blake and Joe Schobert, and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm kind of just... Yeah. My safeties are kind of disgusting. but uh, that That's my... Probably my favorite part of my team is they could teams. work out, but they're kind of eh. like Carl yeah. Joseph could work out, Kyrie Willis could work out, and Jalen Thompson could work out, but there there's a there's about a sixty forty chance that at least one of them's not going to. Yeah, I if got... I knew if I knew he would sign somewhere, I'd take Antoine Bethea. He's probably not. That's I mean, that's my worry. He's one of the guys I think is not going to sign. Tony Jefferson's another I don't think is going to sign. Eric Berry. Yeah, Tony Jefferson's coming off torn ACL, isn't he? I think okay. so. And, and I so think I'm going to I'm going to take a guy here who's probably I'm going to take a chance that his position don't change. Even though he's going to be playing a different position. I'm going to take Julian Love. He's a safety going to be playing corner, but maybe I'll get lucky and they'll leave him listed as a safety. He probably is going to be moved to corner because the Giants have basically come out and said he's going to be a corner. So yeah, he's going to be a corner. I'm just I'm hoping the the fantasy sites don't change his position, which would be great for me. You want him to be a corner, exactly. But I want him to be. You want him to be moved. Never mind what I was trying to say. I got. I lost train of thought there, but I'm good. So I'll take Julian Love. All right. So Julian loves the pick. Yes. We're here to talk some college football, which uh, seems to be on track as far as we know to play. It's yep. still a little up in the air. But uh, Daryl's got some news for us, so let's get into the news. Or not. All right. You ready? Well, I was, I was waiting for you to play your little... Uh, yeah, I don't have the, uh, you know. All right, my bad. No, I don't have them here. It's us. So the first one is defensive tackle Tyree Turner, transferred from South Alabama to UAB as a grad transfer. Um, battled some injuries early in his career, but he's got good size, 6'1", 305, so he's a big boy. And he produced pretty well, 129 tackles, 21 for a loss, eight and a half sacks. So, um he should step in and play right away for them. So that'll be a nice little pickup for them. Yep. And then the next one, <laughs> it's funny how the rich seem to get richer. 
Oregon receives mm-hmm. a commitment from four-star defensive back Jalen Davies. And I, when I first saw this, I kind of looked up some of his high school stuff. And he's a he's a natural corner with good length, man. He can make some plays. He plays for uh, anybody that follows high school ball nationally. They know Mater D that he plays for in California is a really good team. And uh, he's actually ranked the 12th best corner in this 2021 recruiting class. So it, Oregon seems to be like Alabama. They – Never rebuild. They just reload. So. Yep. Yeah, when you see the rest of the defense that they have, that they're building there, it's like, man, how could you, you know, how could yeah. you not want to go there? Just like, you know, Alabama and LSU yep. and those types. You see, that, you see them going there. Hell, I want to go there and be part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? My, my son's a Ducks fan, so he'll enjoy that. There you go. You're good. And then we've got redshirt sophomore linebacker Dylan Dool transferred from Iowa State to Baylor, which was kind of interesting because he was supposed to be a starter for the Cyclones this year. And he, whatever reason, he decided to move on from Iowa State and has went to Baylor. So now we have to wait and see if he's going to get immediate eligibility or if he'll have to sit out a year. So. Next. And then... This one was kind of, I seen this come across my feed and I was like, hmm. Uh, defensive end Cody Roscoe, you, you always, he transferred from McNeese State to Syracuse. You don't see a whole lot of players mm-hmm. transferring up a division. It's usually down. So for him to be going up uh, was a little bit intriguing. He's an edge rusher, has good frame, 6'1, 247. Probably needs to add some bulk, but. Yeah. Last year for the Cowboys, he had 42 tackles, 11 for a loss, nine sacks, and 10 pass breakups. That's pretty good. <laughs> you don't see that out of an edge rusher. No, lot, you so. don't. Yeah, I mean, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that Syracuse had two guys that left for the draft to play an edge? I mean, hey. oh, I'm sure it does. I oh, mean, yeah, I'm sure they, it does. They probably but... just need, need a guy, and they, they saw he was pretty productive. Could be. Yeah, sometimes that's all it takes, though. You know, yeah, it's a little thing, and you get you get your shot and see what you can do. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's kind of not like uh, Jabril Cox. You know, he was a star with North mm-hmm. Dakota State. You know, he you know McNeese State's not really a big known school, but but yeah, the, I, I was kind of intrigued with the ten pass deflections. I was like, oh, wow, he's got some. <laughs> he pays attention in the passing game. That's yep. pretty impressive. Good in coverage. Yeah. And then we got safety Scotty Young transferred from Arizona to West Virginia, which I thought was a little strange because he's actually a pretty good player. Um, recorded 157 tackles and five interceptions in his 30-win games for the Wildcat. He's a little wiry, fast, uh, kind of in-your-face type safety. So I'm not sure why he decided to leave there, but. Maybe he'll do good in West Virginia. We'll see. And then our last one is another one that come across my feed. Uh, defensive end D'Angelo Malone of Western Kentucky is a 2021 prospect to watch. Um, I went back and looked at some of his tape, and for what he was, where he was at in the competition he was playing against, he was eating people up in Conference USA. 99 tackles, 20 and a half for a loss, 11 sacks. Uh, 
defensive player of the year last year for them. So I expect him to have another huge season this year, 6'4", 230. So, you know, if he's going to play the edge, he's probably going to have to add just a little bit of weight. But, man, if he can repeat what he did last year, his uh, draft stock is going to shoot through the roof. Yeah, he's got some good height. Just needs yeah. to add, add to his frame, like you said. Yeah, I think if he could get, what, maybe in the 250, 55, 60. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if he can get there and still be productive, he's he's going to be something. Yep. So that'll bring us to what we're doing today. We have uh, Daryl and Eric are going to break down one player that they watched. Uh, I did not get to watch player uh, this week or this month, I guess it has been since it's been a while since we recorded. Uh, but that's what we're going to do. Then we also have a listener question that we'll come up with here, and it might be answered by one of these two players. So uh, the, the gentleman here took a look at defensive ends or edge players, as we uh, now call them, I guess. I know Daryl hates that word, but. I'm not calling them edge. I'm not doing it. Uh, but Daryl took a defensive end, Demetrius Taylor from go. Appalachian State. So what do you got about Demetrius Taylor here? All right, so as you said, defensive end for Appalachia State. Um, does watched a few games, went back and to look and see um, what I was watching was right. So, you know, he's played 39 games for them over his career. Uh, not a big tackle guy, 73 tackles, but he had 22 and a half. Uh, tackles for loss. He's got 13 and a half sacks and interceptions, six pass breakups. Again, that's, you know, to see those pass breakups, that's pretty good for an edge player or end player. Uh, three forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and he's blocked three kicks over his career, which is pretty good. Um, he was a first team all Sun Belt Conference defensive lineman. He led the team in sacks and forced fumbles last year with seven and three, and he was second with uh, tackles for loss with 13. Like his size, pretty good size, and he has that strength and power combo to go with it. So he, he's going to be able to set the edge for you. He's going to get after the quarterback. Um, watching the tape, he has a lot of good – he has a good variety of pass rusher moves. He's not just – he just doesn't strictly bull rush or he doesn't just spin move all the time. He, he tries to mix it up and make a good um, – keep the offensive line guessing at what he's trying to do. And then when he when he's asked to drop in coverage, he's really not bad. I mean, he can hold his own fairly well there. Um, if you want to look at his one of his best games and see what he can do as far as the ceiling wise, go back and watch. It was actually on uh, earlier this week. Go back and watch the North Carolina game. And, from last season he just absolutely destroyed them to the point where they they basically had to start double and triple teaming him in the second half to try to keep him from just being so disruptive i mean he was just (laughs) he was a man on a mission there he only had four tackles but they were two and a half of them were for a loss which two and a half were all sacks he had an interception he forced a fumble or forced two fumbles recovered one batted down a pass he returned one of the fumbles for a touchdown i mean he was all over the field and like i said in the second half it was evident 
because other players started making the plays, but it's because they had to focus so much attention on keeping him out of there. So, I mean, that was one of his better games. Um, he even played really well against Georgia Southern. Now, they lost that game. I'm not sure how that happened, but I went back and watched it. He had a real good game. He had eight tackles, another uh, tackle, uh, one and a half for a loss. So, he'll go a couple games I've noticed kind of watching. Mm-hmm. He kind of disappears for a little bit. Um and some of that could be because of the opposing team is just focusing on him so well. But really, overall, he's he's got a high motor. I mean, he just stays after. It. And like like the North Carolina game, he's like a shark when he <laughs> when the blood hits the water, man. He's just all over you. Alrighty, so that's uh, Demetrius Taylor from App State. Uh, Eric has uh, a guy that maybe is an answer to our <coughs> listener question here, but we'll we'll wait for that here in a minute. Uh, Carlos Basham, edge rusher from Wake Forest. Yeah, uh, former three-star recruit. They call him Boogie. Carlos Boogie Basham. So fits well for how he plays. Uh, he's a redshirt senior. He's 6'5", uh, 275 pounds. He has he has good inside and good inside moves. He he's not as fast around the outside, but once he gets if he can get on the inside, he can uh, he can get to the quarterback quick. Uh, he's got a good spin move, so you know he's just not one of those guys that depend on you know one move and try and beat him that way. He he mixes it up a little bit. Um, he could increase his quickness a little bit to improve those skills. Like I said, it sometimes one of his cons that he has is. He has a tough time shedding blockers' hands once they're once they're engaged. He, he doesn't really break them up very well. Um, sometimes when he gets when he comes off the line, he gets too close to the the lineman before engaging. So then he then that's when he gets into trouble and can't break free. Um, he takes good angles. Uh, he doesn't get too too far upfield where he loses the play. He's a solid pass rusher and run stopper. He had a hundred. He has 145 tackles over three years. That's pretty good for a for defensive end. Uh, he's got 31 tackles for a loss, 14 and a half sacks. So he's he's a good overall all around player. I think he just needs to work on his his quickness a little bit more to increase those skills. So he's got good he's got good closing speed. You know, I watched. Uh, I think it was the North Carolina game where he had two and a half sacks against Sam Howell last year. Mm. So he his closing speed was quick. He got he was able to you know it was one of his better games. I think he had two and a half sacks any game later in the year against I think it was Duke or Clemson. I can't remember which one it was, but he has good closing speed in his play recognition. You know he he sees it. He can adjust quick and and make that play instead of just. You know, stand it's on the opposite side of the field. He'll he'll go to the ball and try and make a play. So, he's he's a guy that you know he plays for Wake. So maybe he's not getting as many, as much attention as like Gregory Rousseau from Miami, but he he could definitely be a day two pick. But if he increases his quickness on the field, he could he could sneak into the first round this year. You know, if if a lot of teams need an edge or a defensive end this upcoming year so we'll see 
Yeah, and I think the the one disadvantage here is, you know, he is going to senior year, so apparently mm -hmm. his grading, you know, whatever grade they told him he was getting, he thought he could improve upon, or maybe he just wants to graduate from college. You never know uh, why I, I, players decide to stay. Normally they hear you're not going to be a day two pick, and then they decide yep. to go back. So yeah. I think I read I can't remember where I read it, but I – he got a third a third round grade, so I don't know if he wants to try and improve. You know, get it is yeah. a day two, but you know, get into that second or late first round. So yeah, I don't know. That. And it could just be he wants to finish out his college career. So Very well, he, could be. You know, he is a Richard senior, so like I said, he he's been pretty good. I mean, sixty four tackles in eight, 2018 and fifty seven last year. But he, I mean, he's improving. Yeah. Four and a half sacks to ten. So I mean, he's looking. I mean, stats, and he's he's improving year to year. He's got seven pass deflections over the over the three years as well. So he can he can get into coverage, and he's got a good frame. So mm -hmm. six five two seventy five. So he he has it. Just let's see if he can improve upon it. Yeah, he might be one of those players you might want to check his age because I know a lot of people are ageists when it comes to uh, fantasy football and dynasty football. So. Um, if he's on the older side, he might be a player you want to avoid, um, just because of the you know you're near, you might not get as long of a tenure you know if you're going in the first round, um, but you know a year here or there doesn't matter in the long run. Long yeah, I think he's things. twenty. He's twenty three. He'll be twenty four at the end of this year. So yeah, it's kind of old and, and, for a prospect, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean uh, edge rushers are hard to find, hard to come by. Yep. So I'm sure he will be uh, drafted. So that'll about wrap up our main section of the show. We do have a question that I'm sure could take us quite a while to discuss. Uh, it is from Twitter follower at OrangeMan3172, and you might know him better as Johnny the Greek from the IDP guys. Yep, uh, good buddy. His question is, who's the next Chase Young? <coughs> So I'll go first, since you guys probably have more depth of knowledge. And uh, my, my first inkling is uh, Gregory Rousseau. But he's not coming out for another two years because he was only a freshman last year. So he will only be a sophomore this year, which means he has to serve another year after that. So if you're looking for you know, next draft, maybe you guys can fill in the blanks there. But Gregory Rousseau, I think... Yeah, he, he barely, you know, he's a sack behind Chase Young last year, so he's already got that uh, pedigree to get to the quarterback here. Um, didn't quite have as many sack yards as Chase Young, but, but yeah, that's that's my pick. I know I took the easy and one. That's, that's not a bad pick. And, you know, he's actually a redshirt. You want to go where? So he'll he is be, a redshirt, uh, so actually yeah, he'll be, he'll be, he is actually draft actually, eligible then. I just yeah, see he should be draft eligible this, this upcoming year. Okay. I looked on uh, the yeah, depth chart, be. and I looked at something else. that It looked like he was just he was not going to be draft eligible. But, yeah, if he's draft eligible, then, yeah, this year he will be. I was just looking at a, a mock draft that i seen, and he, they have them him going number two overall right as of right now. So Just like Chase. I mean, Yep. Although I, I think that that's, <laughs> I, I don't, I think it's going to be Fields and Trevor in one of those two orders, you know, flip flop and whatever, who, whoever goes oh, first. Yeah. 
because those quarterbacks are uh, difficult to get. <laughs> yes, they are. You'll see. You possibly see a trade up too. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what Just I'm saying. Like a trade up to to two to get a quarterback. It seems like the edge rushers. You know, whoever picks third could be in a nice plum spot to get Rousseau. So yeah, yeah, teams so. are going to be falling all over themselves to get those two. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, what do you think? Who, who do you think besides Rousseau, if we had to give another name? Yeah, see, I, I like really like Gregory Rousseau. I mean, like I said, only has year, only really a year under his belt, but he can. I just lost my page. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rousseau too. I mean, that's that's actually a really good pick. Uh, you were talking about his production. He only has one year of big production, yeah. but man, what a year it was! I mean, <laughs> fifteen and a half sacks is no slouch. I was thinking sophomore. Yeah, I don't know. He's played two seasons, but I think he got injured or had to redshirt that first year because he only played one game. So uh, okay. I mean, his so, his teammates no slouch either. Uh, Quincy oh, no. Uh, so. Yeah. And see, that's that's. I was actually going to go with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, that guy <sighs> has he, you know, he, he made an impact as a freshman, a true freshman. You know, he he's got he won't be a draft eligible this upcoming year, but next year, yeah. You know, he he put up nine sacks last year as a true freshman, thirty five mm-hmm. tackles, fourteen plays, and a half for a loss. Now, does he play more interior or edge for Oregon? He's the end. Four he's three. The end. He's yep. the end. Okay. You know, I think he, I think him and Rousseau and uh, Rousseau's teammate Quincy Roche, yeah. I think are, you know, that's going to Miami defense, like the yeah. Oregon defense is, is going to be good this year. I think yeah. it's just with I think Roche transferred from uh, Temple. I, Temple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. Uh, I have him in a league because I was talking to Daryl, as I often do when I have Debbie drafts, and uh, I needed a <laughs> defensive guy because Thibodeau was gone, Rousseau was gone, Parsons was gone, Moses was gone. I thought, like, all my go-tos were gone, so I'm like, I need an edge rusher in this league. And uh, I think he was a little late to respond, so I started doing some digging, and I, I saw Roche is actually uh, could be a day one or day two pick for a team. So. Yeah, he's got 26 sacks over three years. Yeah. You know, I know, I know it's Temple mm-hmm. and the obviously level of competition is yeah. different, but still, I mean, that's he's got 137 tackles, 39 and a half tackles for a loss, and 26 sacks. That's and now he gets now he gets paired up with Russo on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Miami, said, now, them two could be that Miami defense yeah. is going to be is is going to you know if 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 nobody really knows about those guys, man, they're they're gonna. They're going to surprise gonna, them. Yeah, they right. got a blades yep. at corner, so they got another blades back in the secondary. Yeah, I think every and they blades. have a linebacker down there. I can't remember his name. That's pretty decent. If uh, I'm thinking of the right one, Zach McLeod or Gilbert Frierson. Uh, who Gilbert? What Gilbert Frierson? Redshirt sophomore. I can't. I can't remember Sanford. the guy's name. But by the way, Orlads has uh, updated their depth charts. Which is nice. Okay. Uh, they have to and to answer yeah. this question, I went. I'm going with Thibodeau too. I think he's just he's a beast. I mean, to do what he did as a true freshman, that's just you don't see that every day, especially up front as a four three in like that. Usually, you got a 
take your licks and earn your chops to uh, to be before you can really understand what's going on. But man, he is uh, he's something else. I'm telling you, nine sacks, 14 for a loss as a freshman. Now he's going to have uh, basically the whole defense returning behind him or beside him. I know they lost Troy Dye, but uh, guess what? They're filling him with the best young linebacker in the country, Justin Flo. <laughs> and yep. you've got those corners. You've got those safeties. I just don't think they're going to miss a beat, and he is going to pummel some people this year. I mean, it, it's he was, what, fourth last year in the Pac-12 in sacks? He could easily lead the Pac-12 this year, easily. Any other honorable mentions that you guys want to go over? Uh, let's see. Uh, there might Russo's a good one. That that was a real good one. Roche's probably going to go early, maybe late one, early two, somewhere in there. Uh, I'm trying to look at my list here. It's not wanting to cooperate with me. Um, Defensive ends, edge another guy that you know, another edge rusher is uh, Joe Tyron. He from Washington. He'll be uh, yes. He'll be, he'll be a junior this year. You know, he plays more of the edge, you know, outside linebacker type role. So he fit, probably fits more of a three-four. But you know, he could still have that. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of young guys, but I don't know that they're Chase Young types. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the ones we mentioned, I think, are. Uh, I think they have the best shot between yeah. Roche and Rousseau and Thibodeau, and I think those are I think those are your top guys right there. Yeah, yeah. And, I think uh, after those three, you're kind of there's. It's kind of those three and everybody else right now. So, and I, I mentioned our lads does have looks like uh, most of their depth charts i mean maybe not up to this week information but all the graduate transfers and things seem to be uh filtered and back and inserted into their depth chart uh stuff so you can kind of go in and see who's going to start uh or who's primed to start from day one obviously there's always players that come out of nowhere freshmen that start that really we didn't think we're going to start this year though it, it might be you know, it's kind of like how I am thinking with the NFL, you know, without the time and spring practices and things like that, you know, do our teams really going to lean on freshmen that maybe haven't been in the playbook? I mean, how important is a playbook in college? I mean, a lot of times they call stuff on the fly, you know, look at the sidelines. Um, you got to know what the symbols and stuff mean and the, the stuff means, but... Yeah, I, I think you kind of – I would think these teams, a lot of them are just going to go with their experienced guys yeah, and see where they can work in the freshmen or see how they can – when they can get them in, you know, maybe get them ready during the season for a late season run or something. Um, I do think a player like Justin Flo is going to start right away. I mean, the opening's there. They need somebody, and I don't know that they have anybody on their roster – more athletic or talented than he is now will they by starting him will they probably have to go through some learning bumps and stuff i'm sure they will but that defense is good enough to kind of cover up some of that and allow him to start early and make those mistakes and them not have to worry about it so players like that i can see 
but if you don't have that kind of overall talent, then I think you, you got to go with your experience till you can figure out what these freshmen can do or can't do and all that stuff. Yeah, as, as um, they have uh, on our lads here, they have Isaac Slade Mata, Matutia at Slade at middle linebacker. He was a redshirt sophomore. Uh, they have MJ Cunningham starting at the will. They also have Drew Mathis starting. So um, they have an interesting – they have a defensive position listed as stud. <laughs> which is Mace Funa so I'm guessing that's like an outside linebacker-ish kind of player cause, uh, that's, but that's just a funny team position here like they have, I don't know they got all kinds of weird names like on this defense uh, I don't know if it's a BS box safety I guess I don't know they're, they're experimenting Could be. Um, but the the information about um Jalen Davies um, is not updated on here, but they do have uh, Bennett Williams was a transfer, I think. Or I know he's a freshman. He just doesn't have a number yet. Um, but, yeah, the the Oregon defense looks pretty good. You know, and there's another guy that, you know, how much luck or how much talent has come out of Ohio State over the past couple of years. Another guy to keep it on is Zach Harrison. Yeah, he did. He was a true freshman last year, and he he had twenty four tackles, five and a half tackles for a loss, and three and a half sacks. So that's, I mean, it's a true freshman, you know, with Bosa, both Bosa's and Young, and you know they're becoming D DLU or however you want to say it. It's, but they're CB. He's another guy. To, they're, they're becoming the U of defense, it seems the, like. The U of defense, yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll take away the, the linebacker LBU. Yeah, they, they haven't had – I mean, Malik Harrison could be a decent linebacker out of there, but um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of now, the last linebacker that panned out. A.J. Hawk, he was pretty good at Ohio State. Yeah, he was okay. Mm. His, yeah, he his was, hype was, was out okay, of control. But... Like, they thought he was going to be the next – dude for years <laughs> i mean bobby carpenter oh yeah, yeah <laughs> that's going back a bit yeah malik yeah, harrison <laughs> and then you're going really there's nobody currently in the league besides mm-hmm. i mean there's raekwon mcmillan but he hasn't panned out jerome baker he's been okay john simon's still in the league they had the two guys drafted this year um, well, Malik, Malik was. Oh, yeah, Malik Harrison. Malik Harrison and. Um, oh, the other guy's name. I'm uh, a huge blank right now. Yeah, I thought he was. Well, no, Harrison was one. I'm looking at the list of, of Ohio State Buckeyes in the NFL, and I'll see another linebacker on here. Let's see. Maybe they got him as an end or something. I, I can't remember, though. Chase Young. <laughs> no, no, not Chase Young. <laughs> I'm say they got, they got a bunch of other defenders. They got Damon Arnett. They got Okuda, Matata, Jordan Fuller. Here, yeah. Here's one more. I know we mentioned this like on one of our first episodes of what, 
about our, you know, when we did our top defensive line, but George Karloftis from Purdue, he was also a true freshman. So 54, 54 tackles and seven and a half, seven and a half sacks in, in his true freshman year. So he's two years out as well, but a bunch of these, it was a good class for these freshmen that, you know, just came out of, yeah, I mean, there's really some good nowhere, but you got Aiden Hutchison up there in Michigan could be a good one too. Nope. I mean, there's some good ones, but if you're looking at the question, the next Chase Young, I don't think you can just find him any anywhere. But I, I do like Russo and I do like Thibodeau. I, th- I think Thibodeau has that. He's going to be that type of beast. I mean, <laughs> to see what he did as a as a true freshman, I expect him to probably double those numbers this year easily. Yep. Yep. Well, that's it. Uh, we, we got some things to obviously take care of. Obviously, on Anchor, on Apple, give Dig five stars now that we have our own uh, handle. We need some, some help getting that out in the area. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people are excited for this. Uh, Daryl dropped his top 100 Debbie defensive players the other day. I did. And it was a lot this, of work. This debuting with a new fresh coat of paint and logo and fresh new home uh exciting things for the podcast going forward and again a five-star review helps us get seen um i don't think there's another podcast talking about defense uh anywhere out there in college that's we're going to be the leaders so yeah we are the pioneers for that um and in five years when that becomes normal we'll just be <laughs> the the number one here i guess we'll be chilling yeah but anyway, uh, again, thanks to Nate for the logo. Uh, awesome job on the logo. Love yeah. it. Yep, that's a good logo. I like it. Yep. And um, I'll, I'll, we were debating whether or not a Twitter handle is necessary for this. And uh, I'm, I'm, I guess you two said you would do co Yeah, I think so. I'm going to maybe set that up tonight before I go to bed or maybe there tomorrow. And then me and Eric will... We'll, uh, We'll take care of that part since you're doing the uh, IDP Nation one. You guys will be retweeting some college stories, some JUCO stuff. You'll have to follow like 250 beat writers for these colleges and tweet out. I probably already am. I have a list of writers and reporters I'm following. It seems like it's 10 miles long. Well, if you are so inclined, uh, Daryl and I are going to be guests on the FF Smackdown coming up. Uh, I believe, well, I guess by the time you hear this, it'll be tonight we'll be recording. So tomorrow uh, you can check that out. It's the old FF fellas uh, feed. Good buddy so yes, so if you're a uh, fellow subscriber, uh, the FF Smackdown took its place. And we'll be on there with some cool information, cool things to talk about. Uh, I saw your answers to some of the questions. Uh, I have to answer one of them. I forgot one of them. Um, but anyway. And I, knew, I learned a new term on there, too. Yes, he did. We'll, we'll talk about that on his show. Um, we'll you know, that's about, coming up in one of our Patreons. We'll talk about John's. Uh, oh, my God. I can't. Just, I can't. Uh, anyway. See, see, you just do this stuff to, to antagonize me. So, Daryl and I will be recording three nights a week 
it Sweet. seems like soon because uh, we'll have to <laughs> dig the rolling, which we'll have to figure out when we're recording when football's on. Um, <sighs> I guess that might be Saturday night. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, I, we will you see. know when football season starts, I'm watching football on Saturdays. Well, we can live stream a show, man. We can just talk about the hey, day. Hey, I'm just saying. We, we, can, we can do it, but just be prepared for me to be screaming and yelling at the TV a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just saying. saying. Well, I'm just saying there's only so many days in a week, and Friday nights is reserved for the IDP lounge. That we're... You know what we really need to do is get rid of these stinking day jobs we got. <laughs> They're getting in the way. Yeah, well. If we get about 5 million more patrons, then we could probably do it. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure 5 million would definitely do it. <laughs> if we had 5 million patrons, then we could do it. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, if, if we're doing that, then we might as well be on ESPN, so. Anyway, that's about it. That's all we got. Um, any anything else for the people here? Kill kill about a minute so I can pull something up here. Uh, just keep paying attention to the rankings because the more film I watch and more games I look at and players, I'm going to keep changing it around. Now that I know what I can, how I can do it and what I can do, it's it's going to be ever changing. I'm sure. Maybe not so much at the top, but the back end players are probably going to move around a lot. And then there's always these come from nowhere guys. And so I'm going to stay on top of it. Yeah, it was a good list. I started reading through it and I, I, like, oh, yeah? it. I like it. Which I know it ain't the best in the world because, I mean, who has time to just sit down and watch every single player play every game? But yeah, that's you, you apparently do. <laughs> I watch it. Hey, I've got a game on right now. I'm watching. I record games, and every free minute I got that I ain't doing something or working, I'm zoned in. So. The outro music's playing. Go Irish. Go Hawks. Go Vols. Go Knowles. Go Bison. Good night. <laughs>